You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. South Africa's new finance minister has delivered his first medium-term budget policy statement, and it's been well-received by the markets. The RAND in particular has strengthened on the back of it. And um, just reading from one of the well-known websites, it says here, the finance minister was firm that the current fiscal framework stood and that he and Tito Mbawene were on the same wavelength on everything. With me now is Sisam Kile Kobus, who is an analyst at 91 in Cape Town. Rather a gratifying set of circumstances for the new finance minister and I think he's delivered don't you? No he definitely has I mean I think this budget or this mini budget was quite uh, pragmatic um, they had few revenue overruns and a little bit of, of an expenditure slippage but I think it was quite well tabled. Okay can you give us the highlights from your perspective? So the highlight really is that in terms of revenue overruns for this current fiscal year, in main revenue, there was 131 billion extra money that they've been able to collect. And then um, on the expenditure side, there was a 59 billion rand uh, slippage. So that means that um, the revenue overrun more than covers um, for the uh, slippage in, in, in fiscal numbers, resulting in a lower budget balance than previously forecasted. The previously forecasted budget deficit was minus 482 billion for the current fiscal year, and that's now at 409 billion, expected for the current fiscal year. Okay, that's all very good news. I think the thing is, though, that the 120, 130 billion more that has been collected by the South African Revenue Service might just be a once-off, given what's happened to certain of the commodities that have boosted the coffers of the Treasury over the last six months and a year. And it may well be that that doesn't occur again. So should we be cautious about what we've seen today? I think in their numbers, they were being cautious. But just to clarify before I answer your question, um, Lindsay, is that the 131 revenue overrun is the main revenue. And then the tax is about 120, just not to confuse um, those numbers. Oh, yeah, thank you. And then on the outer years... For revenue overruns, they have 63 billion, 63.5 billion. That's for next year and about 59 the year after, which I think are still on the conservative side because they imply um, revenue increases of about 2.6% year on year. So they uh, assume that revenues increase by about 2.6% um, into next year, which I think is still is still on the on the conservative side. And I think that is assuming that um, commodities don't fall off a cliff and they kind of bubble along um, these current levels. Yeah, well, so I hope they don't fall off a cliff and, in fact, even start to recover and go up again and so we can enjoy these days. Now, has he been prudent in his distribution of um, what is seen by many as a windfall and is it a sustainable mid-term budget that he's delivered? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think he's been he's been quite conservative and, and quite um, disciplined. I mean, even in the question and answers, I mean, the national treasury officials kept correcting the economists when they asked questions on revenue overruns, telling us that no, it's just better than what we had in February. It's not a revenue overrun. And I think there's two paragraphs in the MTBPS where they actually compare where we are in terms of revenue collected for the next year and the year after versus what was budgeted before the pandemic. So in the February 2020 budget, and they show that we still quite behind. So I think they're coming with that lens that um, things are not where we were before. And then the fact that we are slightly better now um, doesn't mean that we should spend it all. It was quite well wedded. And then the 59 billion rand, it's mainly things that we've known of. There was the fiscal support um, that the presidency announced in in July of about, um, I think, 33 billion 
And there was also 10.9 billion for the employment um, scheme, the presidency employment scheme, and an, an additional about 11 billion rand has been given to to Sazria um, as well. So I think all those are quite pragmatic. That's for this fiscal year. What has been interesting is that for the outer years, they've added an unallocated um, reserve of 15 for next year, 28 for the year after, and then 29. And in the question and answer, they just explained that they think the wage pressures um, have increased and they've sort of put that in that expenditure framework to account for that in case it material for compensation in case it materializes higher. I've seen another headline here and I'll read it to you. It says, Godongwana focused on runaway debt as repayments eat into critical services. Have critical services been addressed as well? No additional slippage uh, besides the points that I make. So I think one thing that Dr. Mampo had mentioned in in the Q&A is that they're trying to work with departments and uh, provinces to make sure that um, they are spending, they're reprioritizing their spending, they're spending um, efficiently. So there's that review that's that's going on. And they think about 20 odd billion um, could be saved by departments and, and provinces, which could further be spent on more productive and sort of service delivery uh, spending. What about forecasts now? Let's get to macro, if we can, CISA. Treasury has upwardly revised the GDP growth rate from 3.3% to 5.1%. Is that achievable? I think that's achievable. I mean, that's 5.1 is in line uh, with the number that we have. I mean, Bangladesh, actually, we expect 5.1 as well um, as 91. So I think currently the growth rate, when you look at first half of this year versus first half of this of next year, I think it's about 7.5 um, cent to be created, but not of 7%. So the first half of this year versus the first half of next year already has grown in excess of that. We think um, the third quarter... Um, contracted. Treasury also mentioned that they think the, the third quarter um, has contracted and the fourth quarter will be relatively relatively slow. And that overall will aggregate to an increase of 5.1%, which I, I think is, is, is reasonable. Revised debt ratios, it's quite a noisy sector of the MTBPS. Adjusted it, the debt to GDP ratio down to just below 70% from 74.1% projected in February. And this ratio, it says, will grow to nearly 78% by 2024-2025, then peak at 78 These are all semantics, of course. But do you think that, uh, again, that is reasonable? The main driver of that decline has been the revision that we saw in the nominal GDP. So you remember a few months ago, Statisa released that uh, revision of nominal GDP, saying that the South African economy was previously undermeasured by about 11%. So that higher nominal GDP um, is part of that decrease in the debt to GDP. So when I look, for example, um, at the 2021-22 year, there's about a 12% decrease in the debt to GDP number. According to my calculation, 4% of that is due to the higher revenue collection and therefore lower budget deficits. And then 8%, which is, I think it's quite a large sum, is due to the fact that the, the denominator by way of nominal GDP is now larger. See, sir, it says here in this article that I'm reading, in one of the articles, it says here Treasury hardly touched on solutions for Eskom's debt burden of over 400 billion. So obviously that's something for behind closed doors. But I think we should maybe then go on to grants. You've spoken about public service wages. What about grants? So, I mean, for grants, um, what was mentioned is that any additional uh, revenue overrun will be spent towards social spending um, because they don't want um, a widening deficit. So from there, 
130 billion main revenue overrun that they currently have. My understanding that if there's um, revenue overruns above that, it will be set aside uh, for social spending. There was no increase in the current SRD or Social Relief of Distress Grant that's running up to the 31st of March. There was no increase, but I think that line um, in the MTPPS suggests to me that they are looking to increase that, but they didn't announce it in this MTPPS. NHI also got mentioned, it says the National Treasury highlighted that the National Health Insurance Policy, NHI, would require $40 billion per year in additional funding in its first five years and possibly more over time. Do you think that they're shelving this or just shunting it aside? Yeah, <laughs> NHI remains a risk, and I think it's a, a risk in the previous budgets um, as well. But currently, um, they haven't set aside um, that money, um, according to, to my understanding. It remains an additional risk to the current baseline numbers that they have. Finally, he did say that although he's very sympathetic to his predecessor's uh, policies, he said there is one difference between him and Tito and Bueni, and that is that he wears better shoes than Tito. Uh, <laughs> and has a better hat. <laughs> yes, exactly. And he's also got a little bit more money to spend than Tito had the last time he was at the lectern. But I think the main mood here is fiscal consolidation, CISA. Yeah, I mean, I think the MTPS was quite um, strongly worded. As I mentioned to you earlier, they spent time explaining that, uh, or as I mentioned that to my team, I can't remember now, they spent time explaining that the revenue collection numbers that we currently have are significantly lower than the revenue expectations that we had in February 2020, so just a month before the pandemic uh, hit South Africa. So even though we are happy to have higher than expected revenues, it's still a shortfall to the numbers that we we were expecting. So we're not there yet, and we shouldn't like spend um, this entire windfall. Cesar, that was a great summary. Thank you very much. That's Cesar Kele Kobus, who is an analyst at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.